I'm Anna. And I'm Zoe. Welcome to That Christian Podcast. So today on That Christian Podcast, it's just me, Zoe. Anna is not here, she's away. But I have a very exciting guest, Kirsty. Yes, that's me, Kirsty. And I think we described you as special and interesting. Yes, I didn't know how quite to take that, but <laughs> yeah, special and interesting would be quite two <laughs> words. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, we were just saying we're really enjoying the weather. It's getting so much nicer and summery and springy. Um, yeah, are you enjoying it? Christy? Yeah, yeah. Like I came back my holidays last week. Was working in Edinburgh last Thursday. Step. I wasn't away anywhere exotic, but I was in Belfast, and it's been a lovely few days. And then step back into Scottish soil, and I thought it was back to the throats of winter again. It was really cold, but yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this is summer about to commence. Uh, so Kirsty was telling me before about. Um, your spring onion and daffodil situation. Yeah, yeah. So um, a few weeks ago, I've done some shopping and um, Dave, my fiancé, he... Um, fiancé Yeah, fiancé now, <laughs> very recent. Uh, he had bought some daffodils. Um, strangely, strangely enough, he bought some daffodils. So when I was emptying the shopping, I mistook them for spring onions so I popped them in the fridge so Dave was like what the heck have you done popping the daffodils into the fridge and I was like they're not daffodils he's like they are I was like Dave they're spring onions he was like these are not spring onions so that was my funny spring story did you end up cooking with them (laughs) no thankfully because I think Dave said that that would be very poisonous definitely one way to poison your new fiance and his child yes yes they would have all and poisoned by my cooking <laughs> your cooking is generally good though yeah yeah i would agree i mean dave's is slightly better but yeah I've, i'm okay i'm a good cook i think yeah. do you think when you get married you'll split it um i don't know i'm i'm kind of like i that dave loves the kitchen like he's discovered a passion for it over lockdown but i'm like I could get used to this. <laughs> so we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Fair enough. So, Kirsty, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Obviously, I know all about you, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So, I'm Kirsty. I live in Aberdeen. I recently got engaged to Dave, who has a little girl who is five and she is wonderful. Um, so, we're getting married later on this year, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, so for the last kind of 12, 13, 14 years of my life, um, I've worked, um, with victims of human trafficking, um, on their journey to becoming survivors and done a lot of things in, in that line of work, but also, um, have had a real passion to help people get, see their full potential. So working with people in addictions, um, who, people who have suffered from childhood abuse, uh, situations of sexual abuse things like that so yes that's kind of what I spend my life doing what um got you into that in the first place hey so I think probably as a young girl I always had a passion for helping people I remember when I was a wee girl and my grandparents um in Fraserburgh they used to sponsor children in India and I was like is, is probably was about three four years old I learned about this young girl in India that they sponsored called Kavita I think her name was and 
she was an orphan girl in India and so I remember like when it was come up to Christmas I would run around their house filling a shoebox of things and um, for Kavita and um, so it would get she would have a Christmas present and then I think just a few years ago my granny told me she was like yeah we never send the presents <laughs> so <laughs> I know I was oh, like goodness it was, I think it was maybe an apple or a, <laughs> a bar of chocolate and a, a book that I'd probably coloured in but yeah that was kind of like early on when I see it like I was trying to give mm-hmm. to someone who maybe needed a little bit of help in life um and then I went over on my first overseas mission trip when I was probably 19 to the Philippines and my parents friends they were missionaries over there and when I was over there just seen a different side to life I thought I would become a missionary in the Philippines that was what my goal was to be that I was gonna go and live over there and spend the rest of my days over there yeah I just thought that was that was what I was going to do um my best friend has actually ended up doing that. She's she lives over there full time. Um, but I came back here and I think, you know, God really prepared me as a person over there and prepared my heart. Um I never knew about human trafficking back then. Um, but the first day um that I was over there on a mission trip, um, I'd been I've been over there several times since, but I'd walked through the gates of the hospital with the team that I was in and we were going in to pray for people that day in in the the government hospital which I guess trying to set the scene it wasn't the best type of places it was um the type of hospitals that people were lying on cardboard and you know people were holding up drips because there wasn't a thing to put their IV drip in um so that was kind of the poverty they were faced with nothing like you've ever seen before and when we went through there was a woman that was trying to sell her tw- her newborn twins to pay for her hospital bill and it never occurred to me until probably five years later and when I find myself working in a anti-trafficking charity that my first case of human trafficking was five years back in in the Philippines in the heat of the Philippines and seeing that human beings are actually sold. Mm-hmm. That's so heartbreaking that um, that would happen. And it just, yeah, it's really quite moving to hear like the desperation of that. And yeah, that's really, really hard. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you get older and you have your own children and, you know, there would be no way, <laughs> no way that I could ever sell my child. Um, no chance, like there would be no, no way that I would do it. So it is the desperation um, but there is also a different side to it as well when it is done for criminality purposes yeah. um, and it just shows how cruel the world can be at times yeah I wonder how that does how do you find having Bethan in your life now as your child she is your child mm-hmm. how do you do you find that changes the lens that you look at human trafficking through having her in your life there is the child side to it that yes um I guess it maybe adds a little bit more emotion um but I think you know it's it's very early on um without having children in my life I've treated Mm. every case as so they are someone's son or daughter and treated them as how I would want to Mm. be treated so yes it does but um you know she is really precious um but I, I think it's something that I've always and I think maybe the easiness of my and her relationship has maybe mm. came through that as well. Wow. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Cool. So you work for Searchlight, the charity. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what Searchlight does and mm-hmm. how what your kind of day to day life is with Searchlight? Yeah. So I work. So Searchlight is one of the charities that I work for, and I'm also a modern slavery consultant for other organisations. So Searchlight, I work um, a few days a week. Um, so I'm the development director there, and I guess for the past few years, um we well fast we're five years old this year in Aberdeen which is really exciting um so we've got a safe house in Aberdeen that provides safe accommodation to people that are struggling with life controlling issues but also a place for those identified as victims of human trafficking can come and seek refuge and um and start their journey on popping their life back together so yeah it's um, we also have a huge outreach to the asylum-seeking community in Aberdeen, which is fairly new. Um, and just seeing the desperation, like, I guess, you know, our tagline is bringing light to the darkness. And anything, you know, that is a dark situation, we can hopefully provide solutions and provide tools um, so that people can have a little bit of light in their mm-hmm. their darkness. Yeah. What's well, the kind of... Um like obviously you're a christian yourself Mm -hmm. how it's obviously christian charity but how does the sort of christian side of it and the social justice side of it go together for you yeah i guess i think i've probably been on a fair bit of a journey like personally but also career-wise as well in this past particularly this past four years um I think life events can shape us and change us and like me and me yeah 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 yeah. that was one of the highlights um I'm a bit shy when I meet people but yeah it took me a few times until I warmed but now we're (laughs) now she's in it for life so that's good um I guess one of the things um that kind of shaped me and changed me was um I was on holiday in America a few years ago and um I'd just before lockdown the year before lockdown we went um on holiday and I decided I found myself in Nashville like life had just been really tough and I went to Nashville to visit some of my friends and um my friend had an, a dentist appointment that day so I went and said to myself right I'm going to treat myself to a book it's not going to be about human trafficking it's not going to be about um anything it's just got to be a really nice romance novel and that'll instill human being and normal things back into my life and I've got to switch off and I'm going to read it on the way home (laughs) so um I went into this bookshop and the books were so expensive and I'm like I've never paid this amount of money for books before so I was like right let's finish that and then I walked around the corner and there was this Christian bookshop that was closing down and um I went in to the to the bookshop and everything was like 90% off they were closing down and uh, I was like oh great so I started looking and there was like not a lot of books but some teaching books I thought oh this is helpful um and then there was a book on human trafficking I'm like I'm not touching that I was like I've never seen that book before so then I started reading it. I was like, oh, I was like, might might buy it. Um, I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy it. And then I'm like, actually, it's like brand new out and it's got 90% off. It was literally reduced to $3 and the book like cost 
19 dollars i was like yeah let's i just so then i was like a bit of a fight going on within me i'm like i don't need it i don't need it i promised myself i'm not going to buy this book anyway cut a long story short after about eight times going back and forth with the book i bought the book and in national airport my flight was late so i started reading it and um i instantly and i never do this because i'm pretty shy i reached out to the person who wrote the book and said thanks for writing this because this is exactly what I needed to hear um the book was called vulnerable and um it was a book that showed the church and society on how we ourselves is vulnerable and it looked at the issues of human trafficking but the biggest lesson out of that book was that you're not actually helping someone that's less than you you're helping your brothers and sisters in Christ and you're partnering with them so it's not about you know pulling somebody up or pulling someone down it's actually about going on a journey um and you know that I think probably my perception on who I am as a person um and who I am in society and what I do in my role has completely changed um because it's not about helping those that are less it's about these are they're equal we are equal and we'll go on a journey together to get you the help and to get the tools back in yeah. who was the author of that book just in case anyone yeah so it's it. Rally Sadler so he's a good friend of mine so I'm looking at my bookshelf just now yes it is here yeah. so it's Rally Sadler oh, I've um, seen that book yeah so yeah so oh, I didn't know that was his yeah that's his so he is a good friend of mine um he works um with victims of human trafficking in florida currently and is all over the usa um has his own charity called let my people go which is an excellent charity that equips the churches um across the world on um the awareness of human trafficking well if you're in aberdeen that book is actually on sale at etc in king's community church the bookshop in king's community church it is on sale at the moment 50 percent off so if you're interested it is available yeah, yeah. and uh, you know connect connect with them on online as well let my people go they've got really good resources for working with survivors in the church as well Amazing. well that's fascinating yeah. so how obviously search like kind of relies on volunteers and um different things so how yeah how does the kind of safe house and everything run mm-hmm. so we have got um a safe house that is open seven days a week 365 days a year 24 7 um so you know we love volunteers coming in working with our women um just coming and sitting watching tv going yeah. out for a walk doing fun things going to art galleries doing crafts like you've been in making yeah. jewelry with them before um and just making memories with them you know that's really special um some of the people that we work with have came from really difficult backgrounds and I remember the time that you came in to make jewellery we just had had a survivor of trafficking come in the day before it was around about my birthday I think it was, it was on your birthday. my birthday last no, year a year ago, yeah a year ago um and you know seeing her doing something that she'd never done before yeah. and how much pride that she took in it was amazing um and I think you just get so much joy and so much meaning and purpose. Like spending an, just an hour um, changes things. Like uh, I also do some work um, for an organisation called SOTUS, and I also do some consultancy work around about the UK. And this week I was um, helping someone that um, 
they spotted the signs. I do a lot of training on how to spot signs of trafficking. And they were working in a food bank and they'd been listening to our training and they'd said they'd met someone who they thought was a victim of human trafficking. And, you know, it really encouraged me that sitting in my office in in community church, we were managing to help a church down in Kent um, help rescue this um, woman into a safe place. And, you know, I'm right now I'm pretty sure the police will be hopefully picking her up as we speak and taking it a place of safety and you know that's amazing um and it's a good feeling that we can do this and we can partner with other people to get people into a place of safety yeah you're talking about like the signs of human trafficking um and obviously you do a huge amount of training on that Mm -hmm. but is there any kind of for people listening, is there anything you would recommend that people just look out for or yeah. anything? Yeah, I think there's a couple of practical things that will help you that I can say without doing a whole mm. training spiel. You know, there's five, six, seven, eight different types of um, signs of trafficking or different groups of trafficking, I should say. But two of the most helpful things for you to do, everybody's got a smartphone nowadays. Mm. There's two really great apps. Um, one of them is the Unseen um, helpline app so you can download that app and they will take you through a little bit of training but you can also report victim and um, if you think that someone is a victim of human trafficking you can report it straight away on the app okay. Um, it takes two minutes to do the other thing is like obviously we're in Aberdeen there is a lot of car washes in Aberdeen um, and car washes is a place where forced labour can take pay- okay. place now forced labour is when someone is forced to do a job without pay so they can come here and I think you know especially in the frame of the land just now there's a lot of vulnerabilities and forced labour is a massive thing that people can be fortunate to do work treated horrifically and not being paid in car washes is a prime example of places um, that people can be exploited so you know I think when people think about human trafficking or modern slavery it is um often sexual exploitation that we think about but there is forced labour there is domestic servitude where people are kept in houses and treated as slaves just as um, it happened in history Um, and there is criminal um, forced as well forced criminality as well where people are you know being young children are being put on trains and made to deliver drugs and people in places and primarily in this area as well that's really high at the moment and so there is another app called safer car wash app um, and that is done by the clearing initiative i think that's church of england um but it still works in scotland Mm -hmm. so the safer car wash app and unseen app is two quick apps and that you can download um, and it'll help you spot the signs of trafficking but if you do want some um training uh if you for your group or your um church if you're listening as a church group and um, please get in touch like with search like look us up or SOTIS that survived a human trafficking in Scotland um that's to the organizations that I work for and we can link you up with some training definitely that's so helpful I didn't know about those apps um I will definitely go and download them I think it's just something until I met you I'd completely taken for granted like all these things like car washes you just go and then like you go you're there for five minutes and then you leave you don't think about mm-hmm. the people and I just find that it's very eye-opening and I think it's also very eye-opening to see how although you work for these charities actually everyone can do their part yeah. to help their brothers and sisters as you said yeah yeah and I think it is it's one of these things that instead of 
you know, just one person leading the way. It is, you know, modern slavery, human trafficking, you know, the tagline on most of the government advertisements are is hidden in plain sight. Mm. And that is exactly what human trafficking is. It's in front of our faces all day. Even the clothes that we wear, um, you know, can come from someone that has been paid, you know, 10p for an hour. Um, And that is slavery in itself. So, um hidden in plain sight is what human trafficking is so it is open our opening our eyes to our next door neighbor to um down the road to the factories to the places that we buy things from that human trafficking can exist yeah Kirsty, i'm putting you right on the spot here but do you have a particular bible verse or passage or whatever that you find important to you for your work yeah um i think it is the verse that when I was 18 and it's always stuck to me Um, and it's Acts 20 24 and it says I don't care about my own life but what I do care about is spreading the gospel of God's good news and it's maybe I paraphrased it a wee bit there (laughs) but it's a verse that always takes me back to reminding me that whatever happens in my life whatever is going on round about it like my mission my great commission is to do what I've been called to do and I believe um my calling is to help um with setting the captives free in some shape or form um and hopefully that is that's what I'm doing you're actually such an inspiration Kirsty I know that sounds like a cliche but you really are um I think for me and I'm sure other people listening you really motivate me just to um just to see the value of other people and yeah it's very important lesson as christians um yeah thank you so much for coming on um, is there anything else you would like to kind of talk in before we close again putting you on the spot no i'm just quite enjoying this uh, yeah. i think this christian that christian podcast this christian, this christian podcast. podcast yeah i've started listening to podcasts and uh, i keep on saying to dave i'm like i've listened to this podcast i've listened to this podcast now so it's actually like engaging my brain rather than just listening to music all the time yeah. <laughs> well now so you can good. say you've been on a podcast yeah i think this is actually maybe the first one um oh. yeah like my american colleagues especially rally he's on a podcast every week so i'll be like listen listen to my podcast i'm on a podcast finally <laughs> i actually saw princess eugenie has a human trafficking podcast yes so she does maybe you could be a guest on that yeah yeah she does have one yeah she's she runs she's the head of a, a great organization who brings loads of different anti-slavery um charities together so yeah she has got an excellent um with she has done an amazing one actually i can't remember the title of it um but it's a survivor that I, I know personally um, and has done amazing since she I welcomed her at the safe house probably about 10 years ago and her journey in that podcast is fantastic so I would encourage you to listen to that one. Nice. Yeah, thank you so, so much for coming on, Kirsty. Thank you for joining me when I'm all alone with our Anna this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and thank you to all our listeners. I hope you've enjoyed it and if you have any questions for Kirsty, she is... Um, even though she's very shy um, I'm sure she'll be willing to chat to you so <laughs> we'll put the Searchlight Instagram and your personal Instagram maybe as well yeah. um, on our bio if you want to chat to her about anything or even if you feel like you want to help in any way with Searchlight volunteering or whatever if you're Aberdeen based um, but yeah, just send her a message and also, um, as always we do have a Buy Me A Coffee page that if people want to donate just to help with some of the runnings of the podcast the link to that is also in the bio 
and we hope you have a very good week and we are now off to go for some afternoon tea hey (laughs) (laughs) see you later